Have you finished your personal statement yet? Now's the perfect time to get it professionally reviewed by a medical school HQ expert advisor. We have former directors of admissions, admissions officers, and the like on our small team of amazing people. They have the inside knowledge from reading thousands and thousands and thousands, tens, if not 100,000 personal statements going through the process and setting up the process for their whole committee. They know exactly what medical schools look for and the common red flags that can get your entire application thrown out. Take advantage of our flash sale right now, going through May 6th, up to 6,000 characters reviewed for just $150. That's a $75 discount on our regular price. Go to editmyps.com. Again, that's editmyps.com. If you're applying to medical school in 2022 to start medical school in 2023, join me Wednesday or Thursday, Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, or Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern at premedworkshop.com. Go register today. I'm going to show you how to tell your story in your application. Again, that's premedworkshop.com. If you are applying to medical school in 2022, be there or be square. You're listening to the Medical School HQ podcast online at medicalschoolhq.net. Session number two. Hello, and welcome back to the Medical School HQ podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gray. If you didn't catch our inaugural podcast, I suggest going back and listening to that because that'll tell you a little bit about who I am and what the Medical School HQ goal is. We're here to help pre-med students on their path to becoming physicians, uh, integrating all the resources out there and giving good, solid, up-to-date advice talking to deans of medical schools, deans of undergraduate programs, and anybody else that might uh, help lead you to uh, becoming a physician. Today we're going to cover some MCAT basics, including MCAT prep, all the new changes in the uh, MCAT 2015, and I'm going to give you a couple of good resources out there, uh, out in the internet land that will help you on your journey. So what what is the MCAT? The MCAT is a test to see how well you take tests. That that's always been my take on it. It's not really a test to test your total knowledge base, but rather it's a test to see how well you take tests. The goal of the MCAT is to test students' aptitude in medical school. It was started uh, a long, long time ago, uh, back in the early 1900s are the beginnings of it, 1928. Um, Wikipedia has a really good history of the MCAT if you want to go back and look at it. But 1928, I guess there was a a big um, dropout rate in medical school, so they wanted uh, a better way to filter pre-med students when they were coming in. So the MCAT's been around since 1928. When I took the test back in 1997, um, it was a paper-based test still. 
and now it's a computer-based test. You take it at uh, the Prometric centers where most of your testing will be accomplished through medical school and, and even now as, as an attending taking your board exams. It is a long test, um, several hours long. You could expect to be at the test center. Um, the only thing that rivals how long the test is is going to be how long you prepare for it. So MCAT preparation is something that typically you'll need several months for. There are several companies out there, test prep companies out there, that will outline everything for you. And there's also many resources online that will uh, give schedules on MCAT, MCAT preparation. But I think the best thing to think about is planning. Most people take their MCAT in their junior year uh, around August is the the busiest time of year for the MCAT. And so you, you should plan on starting your MCAT prep probably four to six months in advance of that date. You need to figure out if you're on track to graduate on time, and if you want to take any time off prior to attending medical school, which is something that that we can talk about another time, but a lot of people are taking time off in between undergraduate school and medical school now just to get some some life experience and to decrease burnout. So one thing you have to realize is that that the MCAT does expire, your test does expire, and so medical schools want an up-to-date exam. So if you plan on taking any significant time off between undergrad and medical school, you should plan on holding off on taking the MCAT because that test does expire and you don't want to take it again. I'll actually tell you a, a quick story about me. When I didn't get in the first time to medical school, it wasn't such a big deal, but then I took two years off, actually one year off, I'm applying, and uh, I I interviewed, and I kind of told myself if I didn't get into school, med school that time, the MCAT was such a brutal test for me that I don't think I would have taken it again, knowing that it expired after three years for most medical schools. I I don't think I would have taken it again to try to get back into medical school if I didn't um if I didn't get in my second time around. So it it's something to think about uh w- whether you're planning to apply on time or not. Let's talk a, a little bit about what the MCAT actually consists of. It actually changed or is changing for the 2013 year in preparation for the new major change coming in 2015, the uh, MCAT board uh, decided to get together and figure out what medical schools and what undergraduate programs were teaching and how to better utilize those teachings on the MCAT. So they went back and looked at what they were testing, and they came back and said, uh, we need to change some things on the MCAT, including adding biochemistry and multicultural behavioral concepts 
as well as critical analysis and reasoning from the humanities. They are dropping the written portion of the test that has been there since 1991, at least. That's the the last major change, was 1991. So they're dropping the written part, and they're changing some other things. But in preparation for those major changes in 2015, the 2013 and 2014 MCAT is dropping the written section now. And in place of that, they are having a trial section of psychology, sociology, and biochemistry. The The trial section is 45-minute block of 32 questions. Now, those questions, because it's a trial section, they're unscored. And so it's, 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 it's a volunteered portion of the test. And if you take it, the AAMC, the, the people behind the MCAT, is actually going to pay you $30 with an Amazon gift card if you uh, put forward a good faith effort and not just Christmas treeing it. The rest of the test consists of a physical sciences section, a biological sciences section, and a verbal reasoning section. The physical sciences and biological sciences are both 52 questions, 70 minutes apiece. And the verbal reasoning is 40 questions, and you get 60 minutes to complete that. The total time for the MCAT is a little over five hours, which is a pretty grueling day. You do get some breaks in there. Um, Now, with the changes to the 2015 MCAT, you're going to have a biological and biochemical foundations of living systems, a chemical and physical foundations of biological systems, as well as psychological, social, and biological foundations of behavior, and a critical analysis and reasoning skills section. So not only are they changing the test, they're making all the sections a little bit harder to say. The new breakdown will be 65 questions in 95 minutes for the biological and biochemical foundations of living systems. The same number of test items, 65 and time, 95 minutes for the chemical and physical foundations of biological systems. 65 questions and 95 minutes for psychological, social, and biological foundations of behavior and 60 questions in 90 minutes for the critical analysis and reasoning skills. So that's the MCAT. Now, great. How do you, how do you prepare for the MCAT? The, the best way to prepare for the MCAT has been and will always be to take practice tests. Nothing simulates the test better than going in and doing it. And the AAMC, as well as many test prep companies, offer loads and loads of practice tests. The AAMC has some for free, and Kaplan and Princeton Review often have practice tests for free as a um, a way to market themselves to the pre-med student. So when you're first starting out on this journey, the goal would be to go and take a practice test, see what it's like. Don't worry about studying for it. Don't worry about scoring low, just go take one, see what it's like, and, and then move forward from there. 
one thing that you can do way before you're actually planning on taking the test or even starting to study for it is sign up for MCAT question of the day sites. There are three that I know of and probably more, uh, but three that, that I have found and that I actually subscribe to just to see what it's like. Uh, even though I'm a physician now, it's, it's fun to go back and, and realize how much I've forgotten. But there's, there's three sites, and I'll link to them in the show notes, but I'll tell you about them here. The first one is mcatquestion.com. This company has their own prep course, and when you go onto their website, you can load random questions um, or pick from a calendar to, to pick random questions. And they'll, they'll email questions right to your, your inbox, which is nice. They also have a, um, an iPhone and Android app, so you can answer questions uh, on the go. The next one is freequestionaday.com. It's a Kaplan website. They also email your inbox, but you have to go uh, to the website to actually answer the question. The mcatquestion.com, you can actually click on the answers right in your inbox, and it'll take you to the site. But freequestionaday.com, like I said, it's a Kaplan site. It's free. Um, it's all MCAT stuff, which is nice. It keeps track of your right and wrong answers. It keeps track of your streak to see how you're doing. One thing I don't really like about the website is you can't really get a random question. You can't just go and answer questions for fun. You, you can only go back about a week worth of uh, questions. Uh, but again, it emails directly to your inbox, so you really don't have to do anything. You just go and sign up for it once. The third one is mcatquestionoftheday.com. They're a newer site, um, and they have some web tutoring available. They have a premium model, uh, which is $17 for lifetime access. Like all the rest of them, you can get the question emailed directly to your inbox every day, which is nice. Like I said, you can subscribe to those way before you're actually planning on taking the MCAT just for for fun really and some some good practice to to stay stay in shape just like working out obviously when it comes to your actual preparation for the MCAT you don't want to rely just on questions that are emailed to your inbox but you, you probably want to get some books and possibly take some some classroom tutoring that's available through several test prep companies. Two major ones, obviously, Kaplan and Princeton Review. They're synonymous with test prep. Uh, They're not cheap, um, and some people like them, some people don't. It all depends on on what you need. Uh, I used Kaplan when I was going through it. I didn't particularly care for my instructor. He, I think, was a little bit too smart to teach, but the access that you have to practice tests is is pretty much what you pay for. And, and it's going to be the same with Princeton Review. You're going to have access to a lot of practice tests, a lot of uh, material to study. In the end, you're going to get out of the tutoring and the, the prep courses what you put into it. So it, it, it you could spend $100, you can spend $1,000, you can spend $10,000, um, if, if you don't put the effort into it, you're not going to get much out of it. So there's, there's the classroom tutoring, classic traditional classroom uh, 
tutoring. And then there's the web-based tutoring through several companies. Again, Kaplan, Princeton Review have web-based tutoring. Uh, there's benchprep.com, which also has some MCAT tutoring. There's also many, many, many books uh, that go along with the MCAT preparation. Exam Crackers is a huge one that people like for verbal reasoning. Barron's has some some books, and again, Kaplan and Princeton Review have their books. Uh, one thing that I that I really like uh, are flashcards. Flashcards, you throw them in your backpack. They are lighter than a book. You can take them anywhere when you're standing in line at Starbucks waiting for your latte. You whip out your flashcards and and study a little bit. So don't don't underestimate the flashcards. One thing that I will leave you with is the fact, and I, I opened with this, is that the MCAT is a test to see how well you take tests. You can study all you want. You can review all the chemistry that you want. You can review all the biology that you want. But in the end, the MCAT is a reasoning test. So you need to work on your reasoning skills. You need to go out and read. Read news articles. Go out and read the New York Times. Go out and read online um, newspapers like theatlantic.com, like huffingtonpost.com. Go out and read. And don't just glance over it. Read the article. Process it. Think about it. Because as you're honing your skills of processing what you're reading, hopefully you're increasing your speed of reading, but you're also honing your skills to think while you read. And that's what the MCAT's about. You need to be able to read the question, figure out what they're asking, and answer it pretty quickly. And the the better you can do that, the better you'll be at taking the test. Back in 2008, there was actually a journal article that was released that examined the MCAT as well as several other standardized tests. And they showed that the MCAT compared to AP courses, the GRE, first-year medical school tests, that the MCAT had the lowest percentage of questions that were strictly knowledge-based the majority of questions on the MCAT is comprehension. Do you understand what they are asking? And can you apply that understanding to get the answer? So rote memorization is not the answer on the MCAT. It's, it's understanding, it's reading, it's processing. And, and that's what you, you truly need to do. And, and start that from day one. And I'll, I'll link to that journal article again in, my, uh, in the show notes if you want to go read it. You can easily get all of our show notes at medicalschoolhq.net slash session one or session two, whatever the uh, session number is. So every, every new podcast will have a, a new uh, show notes page for you to go and check out everything we talk about during that show. So one thing that I, that I forgot to mention that I want to mention with the 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 2015 MCAT changes, the new sections that they're going to be testing, you'll have to obviously be prepared for them. Uh, you'll have to know something ab- about it, even though I just told you that the MCAT is a lot of 
comprehension and not really knowledge. But the recommendations are now that you take a semester of psychology and sociology in preparation for the MCAT. They're, they're not strictly medical school requirements, but for the MCAT, it's a, a good idea to um, take those classes and, and be ready for it. Now, a lot of people will ask what they need to get on the MCAT. What score do they need to get on the MCAT? The MCAT is scored um, at a total out of a total of 45 points. You get 15 points for each of the three sections. And in 2010, according to the AAMC and the AACOM, the MCAT scores for students matriculating into osteopathic schools was 26.48. And for allopathic schools, it was 31.1. So you can see there's a a big discrepancy there for... um, osteopathic schools or allopathic schools, and that's DO and MD. Obviously, the MCAT isn't only it isn't the only determining factor of getting into medical school. Also, your, your GPA is a, a big factor and, and all your extracurricular activities. I think that's enough about the MCAT for now. Uh, one thing that I will have in the show notes is a link to, um, to some coupons for Kaplan and Princeton Review uh, that you can use and save a, save some money on those exams. And I want to uh, highlight a medical school blogger um, every episode if I can. The first one I want to highlight today is a blogger that is at Creighton in his second year of medical school, I believe. He's been blogging since 2008 at mdjourney.com. Uh, I, I like checking out that site. It's got a lot of great um, blog posts and good insight into uh, his journey. His name is Stephen Krager. I think I'm pronouncing that right. And like I said, he's over at mdjourney.com. Again, I'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, for all you pre-med students out there, it's a, a great site to go just check out the the life of, of other students that have been there and done that. So if you have any suggestions, please go ahead and uh, email me. Our contact information is on the website at medicalschoolhq.net, or you can uh, send us a audio voicemail. There's a little box on the right-hand side of the screen that says, uh, send us a question, I believe, and uh, you can pop that box open and and talk into a microphone and send us a question that we can play here on the podcast and answer any questions you may have. Well, I think that's enough for today. I hope you got some good information out of today's show. I can't wait to bring you another episode really soon. Until then, remember to enjoy your pre-med journey. See you next time.